Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Our number is 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. First things first, I'll be on Hannity TV tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss it, so I hope to see you there. And happy Hanukkah to all my Jewish friends out there. Happy Hanukkah. It's a wonderful time of the year, especially little kids. They love it. And this is the first night of Hanukkah. So there we have it. Turns out, ladies and gentlemen, the so-called president-elect is actually a Manchurian candidate. That's right, you heard it here first. China's Manchurian candidate, communist China's man in Washington. And we knew it. We knew about him, his brother. We knew about his son. I talked the other day about the individuals that he would bring into the administration and their ties to China and how they wish to appease China. I've talked about a two-war front that we're facing, the fifth column within the United States and China, and that this is the worst possible administration, should it come to pass, God forbid, at the worst possible time. Because China is on the ascendancy, and Joe Biden will drag us down into the descendancy. The media in this country, they're a cancer on the body politic. First Amendment protection for what? We need a real media and First Amendment protection. You saw here a real iron triangle. An iron triangle of the corrupt media, the corrupt Democrat Party. And the corrupt Biden family. And when I say media, I include big tech. Big tech, Twitter in particular, targeting 
the New York Post. Wouldn't even allow the New York Post story to, to run. I'm talking about, Pete, about Peter Schweizer. It was on my Fox show way back in September 2019, laying out Ukraine and China. Way back. And on this radio show, back on October 23, 2020, as we'll point out in a, in a few minutes. And so we have this Manchurian candidate now. And if in the end these lawsuits aren't successful, he will be in the Oval Office. Think about that. Think about that. Let's take a look at the story today from Politico. Now, what's interesting about Politico is that back on October 19, 2020, it ran a story called Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinfo, dozens of former intel officials say. Politico and the rest of the corrupt media some of which has been bought off by communist China, in the worst and the biggest cover-up in modern American history. It's not like they didn't have the information. How many times did I come on this radio show and say they have the emails, the texts, the names of witnesses? There's a hard drive. How hard is it to follow up on this? Not at all. Not at all. But they wouldn't do it. And I want to hand out a Pulitzer Prize to James O'Keefe and his magnificent staff at Project Veritas because we know exactly what Jeff Zucker over at CNN was doing. He affirmatively was in cover-up mode. We're not going to go down that deep rabbit hole. No, we're not going to do that. Cover-up. I told you, just as the New York Times covered up the Holocaust, just as they had paid on their staff, Walter Durante, a mouthpiece for Stalin who was slaughtering the Ukrainians. Major issue after major issue. The media in this country have been corrupt. Corrupt a long time, but more corrupt now than ever before. And back in October 1920, Politico... Natasha Bertrand, if that is her name, wrote more than 50 former senior intelligence officials have signed on to a letter outlining their belief that the recent disclosure of emails allegedly belonging to Hunter Biden has all the classic earmarks, quote-unquote, of a Russian information operation. More than 50 former senior intelligence officials have signed on to a letter outlining their belief that the recent disclosure of emails allegedly belonging to Joe Biden's son has those earmarks. Now, these letters, with people signing them, don't just happen. The campaign, undoubtedly, the campaign, the Biden campaign, undoubtedly, began this signature process with this letter. The vast majority of those signing this letter supported Joe Biden for president of the United States. And Politico was more than happy to promote it as a news story. And they weren't the only one. It goes on, while the letter's signatories presented no new evidence, they said their national security experience had made them deeply suspicious that the Russian government played a significant role in this case and cited several elements of the story that suggested the Kremlin's handiwork. 
If we are right, they added, this is Russia trying to influence how Americans vote in this election. We believe strongly that Americans need to be aware of this. These 50 frauds, hacks, did a grave disservice to this country. A grave disservice. They had absolutely no information that it was a Russia hoax. As a matter of fact, shortly thereafter, the Director of National Intelligence explicitly said, the Russians are not involved in this. Now, how did he know? Because he knew something he couldn't tell us. Well, what was that, Mark? That there was a grand jury investigating this. A grand jury. The only entities, the only people that would report on this. And Peter Schweizer, who deserves a Medal of Freedom, in my view, is Peter. Conservative talk radio. Fox picked it up. Not the news side, the opinion side. Of course, the New York Post and others. But not many others. It was blocked by big tech. It was censored by big media. And the propaganda was burped up by the Biden campaign through both big tech and big media. We have a huge problem in this country. Autocracy and fascism in the media, in big tech, in Washington, D.C. Now we have Politico from last night, reversing course. Justice Department's interest in Hunter Biden covered more than taxes. I want to thank Politico for nothing. For nothing. Because before the election, they were in cover-up mode. Now they give us some stories. By the way, I'm going to keep commenting on these things. How many of you think that Joe Biden, in January, would have ordered no travel between China and the United States? How many of you would have think Joe Biden would have ordered that, given that he's the Manchurian candidate? You know damn well he would not have, resulting in tens of thousands more deaths, maybe hundreds of thousands more deaths. I know the other hosts, TV and radio, are listening attentively. It's all right. You can use this stuff because it needs to get out. And we better hope that that Pennsylvania case, which is coming up again, filed as a writ, not as an emergency appeal, We better hope the Texas case has some legs with this Supreme Court. Or God forbid, God forbid, the Manchurian candidate will be in the Oval Office. Communist China's man in Washington. And that whole damn party has been bought off. The whole damn party. Remember Feinstein, of course, Swalwell? God knows how many. And then his incoming so-called appointees. I went through this at great length the other day. All China appeasers. All of them. The man he wants as Secretary of State. The man he wants to run the National Security Council. His vice president. All China sellouts. Politico. Hunter Biden has faced recent tax problems in July... 
The District of Columbia levied a $453,000 lien against him for unpaid state taxes, which he quickly satisfied. Man, he just had half a million hanging out there. The federal investigation in a president-elect, they write, Joe Biden's son, Hunter, has been more extensive than a statement from the Hunter Biden indicates, according to a person with first-hand knowledge of the investigation. Joe Biden has been lying to the American people, lied throughout this campaign, covered up the facts, and once again, it was Donald Trump, Donald Trump who instinctively and factually knew knew what was taking place. And so the media turned on Donald Trump. Oh, poor, poor Hunter Biden. Leave him alone. He had a drug problem. Our prisons are filled with people who have drug problems. Yesterday, Hunter Biden said he had been contacted about a tax investigation out of the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware. In addition to Delaware, the Securities Fraud Unit in the Southern District of New York also scrutinized Hunter Biden's finances, according to the person with direct knowledge of the investigation. The person said that as, early, that as of early last year, investigators in Delaware and Washington were also probing potential money laundering and Hunter Biden's foreign ties. The person spoke on the condition of anonymity because they are not authorized to discuss the matter publicly. In addition to those probes into Hunter Biden, federal authorities in Western District of Pennsylvania are conducting a criminal investigation of a hospital business in which Joe Biden's brother James was involved. Federal officials have asked questions about James Biden's role in the business, according to a second person with direct knowledge of that investigation, who said it remains ongoing. So there are now two criminal investigations of the Biden family, his brother and his son. Now, how many times have we talked about his brother and his son? But there comes Politico. There's no indication that Joe Biden himself is under investigation. Did they ever talk that way about Donald Trump? But if the cases remain open when Biden takes office, they could complicate his presidency and shine an unflattering light on his relatives' dealings, which often seek to capitalize on the Biden family's political connections. Wow. A little bit too late, don't you think, folks? I take this matter very seriously, but I am confident that a professional and objective review of these matters will demonstrate that I handled my affairs legally and appropriately. Ah, shut up, you idiot, Hunter. Yes. The Biden-Hunter transition, which previously denied any awareness of federal probes in Hunter's business dealings, struck a defensive note in a statement accompanying Hunter's. This is a flat-out lie. Of course Joe Biden knows his son's under investigation. Of course Joe Biden knew about the Burisma deals. Of course Joe Biden knew about the China connections. What's going on here, ladies and gentlemen? The son doesn't talk to the father. The brother with the hospitals in western Pennsylvania, he doesn't talk to his his brother Biden. It's so outrageous. More when I return. Lovin. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. 
That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free each month, and you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. No strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for all of us. And for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. This is Mark Levin wishing you a happy new year. Now back to the best of me. If Joe Biden were a Republican and the media was doing what the media do in this country, we'd be talking now about impeachment, wouldn't we? Should he be elected? Wouldn't we, media? Isn't that what you did, media? Isn't that what you did to Donald Trump with no evidence of anything? Were you cooked up crap? Right, media? You remember that, media? How about you, Democrats? Do you remember that, Democrats? You don't remember that, do you? Media Matters, Mediaite, all the other slime balls out there. Impeachment, right? Impeachment. Joe Biden is praying to God right now as I speak. He's on his knees with his mask on, of course, praying to the good Lord that they take those two seats in Georgia. Because God forbid, if he does become president of the United States, he wants to be able to stonewall everything. The Democrats will run every committee in the United States Congress. There will be no investigation of this corruption, I can assure you. None. None. And his brother, FBI agents, meanwhile, been asking about James Biden's dealings with the hospital company Amricor and operated rural hospitals as part of an investigation based out of the Western District of Pennsylvania. In late January, FBI agents raided an Amercourt hospital in Elwood City, Pennsylvania, carted off boxes. The raid, which has previously been reported, followed crippling dysfunction at the hospital. Former business contact of James Biden has said that he invoked his powerful older brother's name and influence in the course of his involvement with Amercourt, though he has disputed their accounts. Department of HHS Inspector's General Office is also involved in the investigation. Now, this is what happens when you have early voting. This is what happens when you have a corrupt media, a corrupt Democrat party. This is what happens. And so here we are now. We knew it all along. We've talked about it all along. We, meaning you and me. And here we are. I'll be right back. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. 
Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free each month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. No strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for all of us. And for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. You're listening to the best of the Mark Levin Show. Happy New Year. The Mark Levin Show, where we create the talking points. Call in now, 877-381-3811. So I'll be on Hannity tonight, depending on how much time I have. I definitely want to hammer this subject. And I'd like to hammer the election subject, too. But again, it'll depend on how much time I have. But I hope you'll join me. I'm doing it for us. We, Levinites. The uh, China's Global Times propaganda outlet was enabled on Tuesday. See the date of this that I pulled this up. This is back on November 27th. Back on November 27th, okay? Unable to contain its uh, excitement about the Biden presidency. It praised the new foreign policy team as a group of elites who are very predictable in foreign policy with a multilateral mindset that will help restore U.S. leadership and strengthen connections with allies. This is unlike Trump, I'm quoting from them, unlike the Trump approach, which combines people with little experience and extremists who deeply believe in protectionism and nationalism. They attack Trump and praise Biden. And who are among the China appeasers that our Manchurian candidate would appoint if he gets a chance? Antony Blinken would be Secretary of State. Averill Haynes would be Director of National Intelligence. John Kerry would have a cabinet-level position. They are all China appeasers. And by the way, they're all Iran appeasers, too. And Cuba appeasers, too. One and the same. But they are all China appeasers. But the biggest appeaser, of course, is Joe Biden. He's the worst of the worst. Now, I interviewed... Peter Schweitzer for his new book back on October 23rd almost two months ago when he had laid out the case on the Biden family deals on the Biden family deals and we were lucky we got the first exclusive radio interview with Peter Schweitzer in fact back in, in 2019 on the subject of Ukraine and China and Hunter Biden we also got our First exclusive on Life, Liberty, and Levin back then. Peter is a uh, is really a, a national hero in this regard. He's been trying to raise concerns about this China and other foreign connections for a long, long time. Here's part of what we discussed a few months ago. Cut 18, go. And what's interesting here is the timeline, Mark. The, the, the discussion starts on Christmas Eve of 2015 
That's important because, of course, Joe Biden is still vice president of the United States. And that's when Tony is first contacted by another Biden associate saying, I'm putting together a deal with a prominent American family, which the chain reveals is the Bidens. Um, do, uh, we are doing deals overseas. Uh, and there's a great level of detail in the communications that he has now turned over to the U.S. Senate. I've seen some of them, but they're very explicit in a couple of things, Mark. Number one, these are not Hunter Biden deals. The Chinese are very explicit that these are Biden family deals. And that's an important distinction. The second thing that it shows, Mark, is that these uh, deals involve discussions with Joe Biden. Uh, Hunter Biden uses code. He'll say, I need to talk to my chairman. Uh, Tony hears from another colleague. He says, well, who's the chairman? He says, that's his dad. Um, so his dad is involved in these discussions. Um, and then you actually have the transfer of money. Uh, there is a, a Chinese energy company called CEFC. It's tied to the Chinese military. And you actually have communications where um, there is a deal cut. CEFC is going to put $10 million into this LLC. This is an LLC Tony is, is running. $5 million of that $10 million is a um, forgivable, not secured $5 million loan from the Chinese to the Biden family. And the Senate report confirms they didn't know what it was, but confirms that that $5 million did make its way to the Biden. It made its way to the Bidens. Now, let me ask you something. If you're a serious reporter, you're a serious news operation running a serious news room, how do you not look into that? How do you not look into that? Well, they didn't. I don't know of any newsroom in America. Well, there were a couple that did, but most did not. Most did not. Most who I know did not. This isn't just Hunter Biden. It's not just James Biden. It's the Biden family. Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Should we get the impeachment committee ready? What do you think, Democrats? What do you think, media? Huh? What do you think? Cut 19. Go. When you consider $5 million made it to the Bidens, and he gets uh, Hunter $3.5 million from the widow of the ex mayor of Moscow, and he's got other Chinese deals going, uh, $1.5 billion, where he makes a percentage interest as, as one of the facilitators, and on and on. It sounds to me like Hunter Biden, first of all, made millions and millions of dollars off these foreign companies that have ties, in many cases, to these corrupt or communist governments. Uh, and that's number one. Is that, is that, yeah. is that right? Now, number two... Yeah. When his father says, Joe Biden, with respect to Ukraine, he says broadly, I don't, I'm not involved in his business dealings. I'm doing this uh, off the top of my head. I don't know anything about them. That simply isn't possible anymore, is it? It's not. It's not. Uh, first of all, you know, Joe Biden's blanket statement that I have never discussed with my family, their business dealings, Hunter Biden himself 
has contradicted that. He said he talked to his dad about Burisma. Um, we know that when he said, I've never you know, had any interactions with their business partners, we know that on that trip that they took on Air Force Two to Beijing, China, that you and I have discussed before, that Hunter Biden introduced his business partners to his father on that trip. The Chinese executives have said that that happened. Now you have these emails showing um, that this is not a Hunter Biden going rogue kind of venture. Um, this is a Biden family enterprise. That $5 million loan, for example, it's not to Hunter, it's to the Biden family. That's what the communications show. So you are exactly right. And the question that we have always asked is, you know, what is the Biden family selling when they are collecting this money? They, they don't have skills. They don't have a product. They don't have services. What are they selling? And they are selling Joe Biden's position as power and power as vice president of the United States. That is what is up for sale. Because Joe Biden has nothing else to sell. And Joe Biden wanted to make money. Lunch bucket Joe, more like buckets of cash Joe. Now, cut 20, Mr. Producer, go. And what else is astonishing is that the American media, the Praetorian Guard, the vast majority of the American media won't touch this story despite the fact we have names, we have witnesses, we have emails, we have dates, we have times, we have texts, we have photos. Uh, the Biden campaign hasn't denied anything. They haven't denied that uh, that's Hunter's computer. They haven't denied that Hunter went into that store. They haven't denied that that's his signature on the invoice. They haven't denied uh, that uh, his lawyer called asking for the computer back. They haven't denied any of it, have they? No, no. And, 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 you know, look, Mark, you and I, one of the first interviews I gave in January of 2018 was on my book, Secret Empires, where we first talked about the Bidens and their relationship with the mm -hmm. Chinese. The first thing that the Biden said was, it's not true those deals didn't happen. Then when we demonstrated again and again that the deals had happened, the position shift, shifted. Uh, and that was that this had no effect on, on Joe Biden's policies. When we demonstrated that Joe, Joe Biden's policies favored the Chinese and the Ukrainians and these other foreign interests, then they shifted and said, I never discussed my business dealings um, with my family. Now that that has, has been proven to be a lie, they have shifted further and they said, well, I did not participate in any of those deals. What Tony has brought to the table today is that, yes, in fact, indeed, you did participate on these deals. So they have shifted the, the yardstick every single way. In each and every instance, uh, they have been deceptive and they have lied. And they are now at a point where they need to answer this question, and Joe Biden needs to stand before the American people and answer these questions and be pressed uh, he's, on them. He's not going to? He's not going to be pressed if it comes up tonight? Mm-hmm. In the debate. And who kept bringing it up? Donald Trump. And who kept shooting it down? The moderators. Moderators, what a pathetic joke. News media, what a pathetic joke. Newsrooms. What a circle of morons they are in there. It's just unbelievable. It's the people on conservative talk radio. Look at Peter Schweizer has been on top of this first and foremost. Tony, who he's talking about, is the, is the gentleman 
who went on record first with Peter Spicer and then with others, Tucker, to make the point that Joe Biden knew about these several of these transactions. He knew, and that money was said to be put aside for Joe Biden. And the media had absolutely no interest. I'll be right back. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free each month, and you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. No strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for all of us. And for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. This is the best of the Mark Levin Show. Happy New Year. Do you remember when Rudy was on Life, Liberty, and Levin, ladies and gentlemen? wasn't that long ago. And he was also involved in the, uh, in the release of the information to the New York Post, you'll recall. And um, because uh, the information was provided to him and his firm and by the gentleman who ran the, uh, the retail shop, the sort of computer fix-it shop, where Hunter Biden dropped off his computer and left it there. He had signed a, a contract, but left it there. And that information was given to the FBI, you'll recall, and was also given to uh, Rudy Giuliani's firm. And Rudy Giuliani came on Life, Liberty, and Levin, and we spent, I believe it was an entire hour going over this with him. And what happened? They attacked Rudy. Rudy's been right about the Ukraine. Rudy's been right about China. Rudy's been right. And they try and destroy the guy. Rudy's no fool. And he and his firm looked through this material, and the, the material was released to the New York Post. The New York Post was very brave, but so was Rudy. And we're going to go back, and we're going to look at the uh, interview we had with Rudy. I also want you to know that the Biden education lead, the person who's in the lead, they say, should God forbid he become president of the United States, is another sycophant for the communist regime in China. In her 2017 book, Empowered Educators, How High-Performing Systems Shape Teaching Quality Around the World, she explained the centrality of the teacher to Chinese students. Teachers in China are revered as elders. She failed to mention that any other teacher-student relationship could result in imprisonment. Chinese government continually cracks down on Western values in the classroom by sending state-sponsored inspectors to monitor teachers. 
particularly in higher education. So Joe Biden is an appeaser. He's a Manchurian candidate as far as I'm concerned. His whole entire family is corrupt. His campaign was corrupt. They lied through their teeth to the American people. They had to know at least that some of this was going on. The investigation of his brother, the invest- which has nothing to do with China, but nonetheless. The investigation of his son. He pretends he doesn't know what his son is doing. And then we have these emails coming forward. And an eyewitness coming forward under oath, prepared to say anything that needs to be said in terms of the truth. He's willing to testify. And he says Joe Biden knew. And the emails show Joe Biden was in on a deal. And the New York Times and the Washington Post and CNN and MSNBC were too busy trying to trash our president. Trash Rudy Giuliani. Trash the New York Post. Then get off their asses and look into it. Same with the election. Same with the election. What, we're going to hear six months from now? Oh, there was so much evidence. I don't know why. You understand? It's disgusting. By the way, as you know, we're near the end of the year, and so you're going to be kind of locking in your tax situation. Taxes are complicated, especially for first-time small business owners like Ted. Like a lot of new business owners, Ted didn't know the ins and outs of self-employed taxes. He made some honest filing mistakes, and pow, the IRS nailed him with a huge tax bill. Ted struggled for years trying to solve his tax debt until the stress got so bad he began to have health problems. Certainly understandable. Thankfully, Ted found Optima Tax Relief. And he said having Optima standing between him and the IRS felt like having a bodyguard. You know, these tax relief companies come and go, but not Optima. They've been around a long time. They've been a wonderful sponsor. And they have helped so many of you and my audience. Optima resolved his tax debt for thousands less than the IRS sought. Well, Ted's story is another example of why I strongly recommend Optima, America's most trusted tax relief firm. Optima has resolved over a billion dollars in tax debt for folks just like you. So call for uh, your free phone consultation with an Optima tax associate and get the help you need. Stop stressing. Stop going it alone. They have the best experts, the lawyers, former IRS officials, accountants. And they're there to support and help you. Call 800-499-6300. 800-499-6300. And so this is the situation we're in now, ladies and gentlemen. It's now more important than ever that the man who won election, Donald Trump, is the President of the United States. And if not, the resistance starts right here. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. This is Mark Levin wishing you a happy new year. Now back to the best of me, 
Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811-877-381-3811. So we had Rudy Giuliani on Life, Liberty, and Levin back on October 18th when nobody would have Rudy Giuliani. I had him on as the first exclusive long-form interview going through before the election what we knew to be the facts. And you'll remember I said over and over again, notice Joe Biden isn't denying that the emails are real or the texts are real or the laptop existed or the hard drive existed. They're not denying it. They're just claiming it's a, a Russian plant. 50, 50 former national security types in Joe Biden's back pocket put out a letter. Oh, it's got to be Russian. And so the question is, how did they put that letter together? Surely the Biden family knew that Hunter was under investigation. But that information went beyond Hunter. And it went beyond James. It went right to Joe Biden. And this is what I want to emphasize tonight. Because it's not being emphasized even on our favorite cable channel. It's not being emphasized anywhere else. So I want to I want to raise that now so other people will pick up on this and understand that this is bigger than just the crime family. It's the head of the crime family. Here's Rudy Giuliani, who was crucial in helping to get this information and make it public. Cut 14 from October 18. Go. Why is it that the media will not track down the information that is now publicly available. You've got Facebook and Twitter that are censoring it. You've got the New York Times and Washington Post that are spending time attacking you uh, and trying to create an image and caricature of you. There's plenty of information now on the record here. If you're the U.S. attorney, you'd have a lot of information to track down. If you're you're the publisher of a newspaper, you have a lot of information to track down. You don't have to take anybody's word for it, right? Absolutely. I mean, first of all, you got about six witnesses that are sitting in the here and go under oath. Not a whistleblower, not an anonymous whistleblower. Witnesses ready to go under oath. You've got documents in the Ukraine. You've got videotapes in the Ukraine. Plus, now you have Hunter Biden's hard drive. Now, let me allay any suspicions. This is Hunter Biden's hard drive. I'm going to give you the best evidence of it. Uh, the day this came out, Hunter Biden's lawyer called the gentleman who was repairing it and asked for the hard drive back. I mean, the lawyer basically validated the hard drive. We've also validated it 10 other ways, uh, including calling some people that would keep uh, confidence to ask them, did they make this communication? We could see the communications between the, the two uh, computers. Also, there's five pieces of information on it that only Hunter Biden would have. So it is definitely his hard drive. Plus, the pictures, which I hope nobody has to look at, the pictures make it clear uh, this, is, uh, this is Hunter Biden. So let's end that. It was not hacked. It was obtained legally. The man, the man who got it, got it to repair it. The contract that Hunter Biden signed, and it's his signature, says that if you don't come back in 90 days, you abandon the property. Well, he didn't come back in 90 days. Mm-hmm. More Rudy. Cut 15. Go. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, um, the media have a hate on for you. 
Uh, you've represented the president <laughs> extraordinarily well in the Mueller case and so forth. That's probably one of the reasons. But uh, you came into possession of a copy of the hard drive. Can you tell us how that came about? Yep. Uh, the gentleman who was repairing the hard drive and Hunter Biden abandoned it. He may very well have forgotten where he left it for a while because the gentleman who got it said he was drunk for the entire time that he dealt with him. And he dealt with him twice. Uh, the gentleman, after, after he saw a lot of these things in the newspapers, got concerned that he had some kind of illegal property because of all these allegations that were being made back and forth about the Bidens. So he looked at the hard drive. And uh, when he looked at the hard drive, he was very concerned with what he saw. Some of the photographs show blatant illegal activity that anyone would be able to figure out is illegal. Some of the memos clearly talk about illegal activity and contradict what he was hearing on television, the Biden saying, the one that you just you know, asked about. Biden was saying, I didn't know anything about Burisma and here he has a, 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 an email trail that has him meeting with the number two guy at Burisma. So he called the FBI. The FBI came. The FBI interviewed him. He told the FBI everything I just told you. And, the, and then he said to the FBI agent, you know, I'm really afraid because the Bidens are very powerful around here. He said, I'm really worried what they're going to do to me. He says the FBI agent said to him, don't worry, if you keep your mouth shut, nothing will happen said he was concerned with that reply, but it could have meant one or two things. And then he gave a hard drive, the original hard drive, to the FBI. He made four copies. He left two copies with friends of his in case he was killed. Uh, and then the FBI never got back to him. Months went by, no further request from the FBI. And then the impeachment started, and he started to hear what he regarded from what he had seen on the tape. It's very, very false allegations being made by, you know, those clowns, the Democratic clowns that conducted it. And uh, he got angry. He happens to like me, unlike the press, respect me, uh, thought I was being maligned. He contacted a group of people, sent out notes. You know, I have something, I have something, I have something. He sent one. I, I don't know, remember if he sent one to my office or to my lawyer's office. But in any event, it ended up in the hands of my lawyer because I was working on other things at the time. Robert Costello, who is a former assistant U.S. attorney, former chief of the criminal division. He works for me and other assistant U.S. Uh, US attorneys. Very skilled trial lawyer, represented George Steinbrenner. So I'll just give you his pedigree. So uh, Bob took it over. He said, you don't bother with this until I check it out. So Bob went down, met with him. They got to know each other. Bob checked everything out, made sure that the document was authentic. He then went himself, he himself authenticated the hard drive with a number of different tests that he performed. And then he, brought, he got a copy of it from the gentleman. And then he began cataloging it, and then he brought it to my attention. And uh, basically, he honed in on two, two things. There's a lot more there. He honed in on the Ukraine uh, situation, the contradictions in the Ukraine situation that proved what we already knew about the Ukraine, that... Biden had been paid a very huge bribe in order to fix the case. And then he himself bribed Poroshenko. And he also, it is filled, it's probably overwhelmed with Chinese um, uh, business dealings, two or three of which we're familiar with. Honestly, two or three of which we're still analyzing. Mm-hmm. Rudy is a, <clears throat> is a hero. 
you got to look at things this way. The more the media attack a person, typically the better the person is. Look how they treat Giuliani. Look how they treat him. But look how they treated Avenatti. They treated Avenatti like he was uh, Brandeis. And they treated Rudy like he was Avenatti. Way back on October 29, 2020, before the election, James Rosen, working for Sinclair as an investigative reporter, was the earliest to learn, to my knowledge, that there was, in fact, an active investigation by the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Did the other media pick up on it? Not in the least. Oh, that's James Rosen. He's with Sinclair. Why would we care about him? One of the bad networks. Hat tip, real clear politics. Cut one, go. Good evening from Washington, where we are told a team of FBI agents conducted an important interview within the last week and collected a wealth of digital evidence as part of a far-reaching probe into the business activities of Hunter Biden and his associates, one that could carry significant political implications in the race for the White House. A Justice Department official confirmed to Sinclair that back in 2019, the FBI opened up a criminal investigation into Hunter Biden and his associates that is focused on allegations of money laundering and remains open and active today. Tony Bobulinski, thank you for joining us from Los Angeles. Separately, Tony Bobulinski, the former business partner of Hunter Biden, who has cited emails, documents, and other evidence to allege that former Vice President Biden was more deeply involved in his son's business dealings in China than either man has acknowledged, told Sinclair he was interviewed by the FBI in Washington on October 23rd with counsel present for about five hours, with up to six agents in the room at one time. He said the agents carefully examined the digital evidence captured on the three cell phones Bobulinski made available and told him he will be brought back for additional questioning. They do list me as a material witness within the entire FBI on their computer systems, and it was a very cooperative, uh, deep dive into all the facts across that time period. In connection with what were you listed as a material witness? Uh, In connection with the discussion of the Biden family, CFC, and other operations around the world involving other countries. CEFC is the Chinese energy giant, effectively an arm of the government and the Communist Party, with which Hunter Biden pursued a $10 million deal, according to Bobulinski's first-hand account and a wealth of evidence now in the public domain. It was from CEFC, according to a Senate report, that Hunter Biden's law firm, through a company he helped set up, received approximately $5 million in the summer of 2017. Joe, what's that all about? This president paid 50 times the tax in China... It was prior to the final presidential debate in Nashville on October 22nd that Bobulinski, a former Naval Nuclear Command officer with a Q-level security clearance, now a wealthy corporate investor, first went public with his charges about the Biden family, including his account of two face-to-face meetings with the former vice president. The FBI interviewed Bobulinski the very next day. Did you get the sense that the FBI had already been working on these related issues uh, and matters prior to you making that public statement in Nashville. Uh, My impression is everyone in that room was very aware of the sensitivity of the parties involved here and potential multiple impacts to this country. Vice President Biden has denied having any knowledge of his son's overseas business dealings, but the authenticity of the digital evidence that Tony Bobulinski has cited has not been disputed by the Biden campaign. The campaign's director of rapid response did not respond to our request for comment. No. 
No, and I want to remind you this piece by Tyler O'Neill and PJ Media, ex-Hunter Biden associate, that's the uh, Tony Bobulinski who you hear being referenced by James Rosen at Sinclair. I have firsthand knowledge Joe Biden was involved in China deals. said, I'm making this statement to set the record straight about the involvement of the Biden family, Vice President Biden, Jim Biden, and his son Hunter Biden in dealings with the Chinese. I've heard Joe Biden say that he has never discussed business with Hunter. That is false. I have firsthand knowledge about this because I directly dealt with the Biden family, including Joe Biden. Including Joe Biden. And remember, money was put aside for Joe Biden. The boss. Remember all that, Mr. Producer? The media didn't care. Hunter Biden became very upset with me, Bobolinsky recalled. He argued that the CEFC China never sent the $5 million it was supposed to send to Sinohawk. Instead, I found out from Senator Johnson's September report that $5 million was sent in August 2017 to entities affiliated with Hunter. And then uh, we have individuals who were saying that this was all intended to smear the vice president, who actually has released his tax returns. So uh, that's pretty unbelievable. And, of course, the media were fixated with the president's tax returns, which showed absolutely nothing illegal, except the leak of them was illegal. And Biden, yet again, gets a free ride. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. This is Mark Levin wishing you a happy new year. Now back to the best of me. Hello, America. I haven't left you. Do you know that dark money, that is money that's not really identified, hundreds of millions of it came into the Biden campaign? And nobody's trying to track it down. $320 million in dark money came into the Biden campaign. Now, I want to remind you of something. In the 1990s, when... Bill Clinton was running for re-election. The communist Chinese military poured millions and millions of dollars into the Democrat Party campaign, into his campaign, and into the Clinton Legal Defense Fund. From the LA Times, which did an investigation, the chief of China's military intelligence secretly directed funds from Beijing to help re-elect President Clinton in 1996. Former Democratic fundraiser Johnny Chung has told federal investigators... Chung provided damning testimony before a federal grand jury that the Chinese government wanted Clinton re-elected. 
Charlie Tree, a longtime friend of President Clinton, raised $1.2 million in foreign dollars for the Clinton Legal Defense Fund and the DNC. He also dropped off a $460,000 donation at their office. The LA Times, James T. Riotti. Remember these names? Another longtime friend of President Clinton. Riotti, who had extensive ties to China. And his banking group acknowledged in court papers they made millions of dollars in illegal campaign donations to Democratic presidential and congressional candidates dating to 1988, including hundreds of thousands of dollars to Clinton's first campaign for the White House in 1992. Then there was John Wong, as the L.A. Times pointed out. He raised more than $1.5 million from illegal foreign sources, and he visited the White House 78 times. So we know the communist Chinese do this sort of thing. So the question is, and I'm just asking, where did all this dark money, remember everybody said, where the hell are they getting all this money from? Hundreds of millions of dollars in dark money? How are they out raising Trump so significantly? Well, we know Wall Street, because Wall Street's in the back pocket of the Chinese. We need to know where this dark money came from. We know the communist Chinese regime backs Biden. We know, in my view, that Biden was a Manchurian candidate for China. We have on-the-record testimony from Tony Bobolinsky that, of course, Joe Biden knew about the deals with China. We have Rudy Giuliani and the New York Post, which dug into the information from the, from the hard drive. Real, factual evidence. Factual evidence. And now we know there is a grand jury criminal investigation into Joe Biden's brother and into his son. Into his brother and into his son. In the so-called office of the president-elect. And Joe Biden lied to us every step of the way. And the debate moderators never pressed. And the media didn't press. Must be another Rudy Nut job conspiracy theory. Oh, yes, yes, yes. In just the course of a few days, really a few months, the evidence is overwhelming, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen, of two massive scandals. The Biden crime family and the media. And yet they spent four years trying to concoct Issues against the President of the United States and his family over collusion, of which there was none. They got their congressional investigations, their criminal investigations, their media investigations, zippo, nothing. They impeached our President. They tried to topple our President. In my view, they've stolen this election, and I'm sick of these irresponsible lawyers and the rest of them sitting on the sidelines trying to undermine legal efforts to get to the bottom of what's going on. Whether they're successful or unsuccessful. We know what took place in Pennsylvania. How they destroyed their own constitution. I'll be right back. You're listening to the best of the Mark Levin Show. Happy New Year. Mark Levin, America's think tank. And you can call him at 877-381-3811. By the way, for the backbenchers on radio and TV, where did I get the information and how did I put this connection together, dark money and so forth? The book's called Unfreedom of the Press. You can turn to page 187 
188 and 189, where I get into this somewhat because people forget. Uh, so those backbenchers on radio and TV who want to use this uh, this evening or tomorrow, there you go. And by the way, just as a footnote, Janet Reno was the attorney general back then. And despite all this, she would never appoint an independent counsel to investigate it because she knew that despite all the other appointments she made, this one would take down the Clintons. This was the communist Chinese regime through its military wing, putting millions of dollars into the coffers of the DNC, Democrat candidates, Clinton for president, and the Clinton Defense Fund. Now, while some of these stooges, Johnny Chung, Riotti, the other, were punished, most of them were not. Now, Joe Biden and his family have much more substantive, deeper, ubiquitous ties to the communist regime in China than Clinton ever had. Now, if you're Xi and you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself, who would I rather have as president? It would be Biden, the Manchurian candidate. Remember, we had James O'Keefe on the program with his great Project Veritas. It's one of the few remaining investigative reporting organizations in America. And remember the clip, you won't, but I'll play it for you, of Jeff Zucker saying he doesn't want to get into this New York Post stuff or any of the rest of it involving Hunter Biden. No way. And then David Chalian, vice president and CNN political director, he chimes in too. So a complete cover-up that has done enormous damage to our country, enormous damage to our electoral system. Cut to go. I think uh, on the Breitbart, New York Post, Fox News, rabbit hole of Hunter Biden, which I don't think anybody outside of that world understood last night. The Wall Street Journal reported that uh, their review of all corporate records showed no role for Joe Biden uh, on the... um, uh, uh, on the Chinese deal. And yes, I do put more credibility in the Wall Street Journal than I do in the New York Post. Um, obviously, uh, we're not going with the uh, New York Post story uh, right now on Hunter Biden, and uh, which seems to be uh, giving its marching orders to Fox News and the right-wing echo chamber about what to uh, talk about today. Obviously, Hunter Biden's lawyer is quoted in that New York uh, Post piece, and we'll just continue to report out this is the very stuff that the president was impeached over. No, 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 no. See how they turn this on Trump? They attack Fox, they attack the New York Post, they attack Breitbart. Who else do they attack here? They t- turn this into a Donald Trump story when it has nothing to do with Donald Trump. Donald Trump's trying to bring attention to it. This is a very sick group of people, mentally ill, mentally unhinged, obsessive people. From the top down, Zucker, Chalian, all the rest of them. They are a disgrace. They have destroyed their own profession. I guess I will be okay, but they, they are a big part of the poison that is leached into our system. Go ahead. And the committees looked at and found nothing 
wrong in uh, Joe Biden's uh, interactions uh, with Ukrainians. That's simply not correct, by the way, with the with the Johnson and Grassley. But go ahead. Having an email that uh, perhaps there was a meeting with someone uh, from Burisma is uh, uh, it seems uh, Rudy Giuliani's sort of. You know what's interesting about this guy rambling on? He has no idea what the New York Post reported. He has no idea what Rudy Giuliani was saying. He has no idea. He's mumbling and stumbling and he's bringing up Ukraine. And this that's fine, but this is a big story, particularly about China, uh, that related to the hard drive and where the first-hand testimony was coming from. And uh, he, he has no idea what's going on. And he doesn't care. They just dismissed it. Go ahead. I've had to throw stuff at the wall in these closing days of the campaign. Hey, Jeff, it's just David on the Burisma story, and we should be awfully careful about that, obviously. But I do think there's a media story of what in the world are uh, Maggie Haberman and uh, Jake Sherman doing, retweeting that story. So Jake Sherman, Maggie Haberman, other reporters, so-called, what are they doing on the Internet even talking about this New York Post story, what, what is wrong with them? I thought we were all in this together. I thought we were the Praetorian Guard. And by the way, they did not promote the story at all. A little tweet here and a little tweet there. Go ahead. That's it. Now, the Communist Chinese have always preferred the Democrat Party. Ask Diane Frankenfeinstein. Ask Bill Clinton, as I was just explaining, in the DNC. You don't see a lot of their money flowing into the Republican ranks or behind Republican candidates. You know, it's like all this fraud going on out there. You notice the Democrats haven't found any fraud in any of the states. And the post office works so beautifully this time around. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. But now we have this guy, Eric Swalwell, who we've never liked. In fact, we've always despised. You can just see what a sleazeball he is from day one. He won't deny whether he had an affair with a communist Chinese spy. It seems to me if you didn't have an affair with a communist Chinese spy, you would say so. Mr. Producer, open your microphone, please, would you? Did you have an affair with Fang Fang, the communist spy from China? Yes or no? I did not. (laughs) You did not? Richie V, Mr. Callscreen, open your microphone, would you please? Did you have an affair with Fang Fang, the communist Chinese spy, yes or no? No, sir. And neither did I. So that's three of us who did not. Eric Swalwell, did you have an affair with a communist spy by the name of Fang Fang? By the way, you can't make this stuff up. I'm sorry, that's classified. And besides, this was leaked in order to embarrass me and to harm me because I went after Trump. During... Just ask you a question, did you or didn't you? Hey, Sleazeball, I'm talking to you, Swalwell, who's not well. But they always get away with it. It's like, it's like Frankenfeinstein. Uh, for 20 years, there was this communist spy. She's in the Intelligence Committee. She's on the Judiciary Committee. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. All of a sudden, she's a ditz. She's a genius. Then all of a sudden, she's a ditz. She falls back on that. 20 years. But don't worry, the guy didn't get anything. He was just kind of hanging around, you know, running errands for No big deal. Yes, it is a big deal. And her husband's all tied up with investments in mainland China. 
What other Democrats are under the spell of the communist regime? Well, most colleges and universities. Wall Street has big investments that they want to protect. LeBron James, we don't hear from him much anymore, do we? That's because the NBA is over. He won his big prize. Hollywood, various studios and movie outlets, various American corporations like Bloomberg. That's why they all wanted Trump out. Because of their ties to communist China. All this talk about slavery 240, 50 years ago. Slavery is going on in China today. And the Democrat Party can't get enough money from them. And their candidates can't. And Hollywood and the NBA and colleges. and What about slavery today? Well, you know. That's their culture over there. No, it's not their culture over there. Now, Eric Swalwell was running around with this Russia collusion BS... And he thought the President of the United States should be impeached and removed. And so what I posted earlier today, I would like to pronounce and declare to millions and millions of you. Eric Swalwell should be expelled from the United States House of Representatives. If Donald Trump was to be impeached and removed from office for doing nothing, absolutely nothing, then Eric Swalwell needs to go. He sat as chairman of that subcommittee on intelligence... His fellow colleagues, his uh, Republicans, had no idea what the hell was going on. We still don't know the extent to which this guy was compromised. What, he just had a few years uh, romp with her? uh, She didn't learn a damn thing? I don't believe that for two seconds. And the genius FBI agents who were handling this case basically tipped her off and she left the country. Wow, how smart. How smart. Where was the FBI director? Dopey. I mean, Comey. Where the hell was that guy? Now he's teaching, I think, at Columbia Law School or something, isn't he, Mr. Producer? Gee, I'd want to take that course, wouldn't you? No, I don't think so. Here's Eric Swalwell on CNN yesterday. So he's running to his friends for cover. Cut three, go. But the wrongdoing here, Jim, is that at the same time... Must be Jim Acosta, right? I'm just guessing. Oshudo, the former Obama administration official. Go ahead. Was being leaked out is the time that I was working on impeachment on the House Intelligence and Judiciary Committees. And if this is a country where... What's he talking about? Wasn't it just leaked out recently, Mr. Producer? I didn't hear about it when he was working on impeachment, quote-unquote. Did any of you, America? Of course not. Did the White House? Of course not. I don't remember hearing about it. I'm all over the news, and so are most of you. I don't remember. You know, they leaked it out because I was working on impeachment, and I was a superman on impeachment. Man, oh, man, a show. It's nobody's like me. I'm just the best. What a sleazeball. Go ahead. The president are going to have law enforcement information weaponized against them. And that's not a country that any of us want to live in. Where did he get this from? So he sits down with his aides who are about 14 and 16 years old, he sits down, hey, what what should I do? Misdirect, misdirect, misdirect. That's what you do. Trump, Trump, bring up Trump. CNN likes that. They'll go for Trump, Trump, Trump. President is going to use law enforcement information to weaponize against him? And isn't the timing brilliant from the White House, Mr. Producer? Well, after the election... 
This guy is such a scumbag, it's not even funny. May I say that? I think I will. Go ahead. It is investigated as to who leaked this information. Ah, uh, who leaked? Who leaked? Well, we wanted to investigate who leaked to uh, Adam Schiff, but Swalwell didn't want that to be done, did he? No, he didn't. Here he is, continuing with CNN, Jim Shudo, fellow Democrat, fellow Obama supporter. Go. These operations are designed to build relationships, but also possibly to get sensitive information. Are you concerned that you shared any information with this person before you were notified by the FBI? Well, I I know that I didn't. Uh, Again, I I can't talk too much about the details of the case, even though others may have violated their oath. Listen, listen, I'm a stand-up guy. I'm moral. I'm loyal. Just ask my wife. And uh, I'm not going to violate my oath, just like other people have. You know, I'm not going to violate my... What the hell is he talking? He doesn't like the leak. Okay. There have been leaks against the President of the United States. I don't remember this, this fraud standing up when the President's tax returns were leaked. Do you, uh, Mr. Producer? I don't remember when his phone call to the President of Ukraine was leaked. I don't remember this guy standing up and concerned about that. Does anybody else? Or his call with the Prime Minister of Australia or his call with the Vladimir uh, Putin all leak, 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 leak? I don't remember Swalwell concerned about any of that. Do you, America? All the leaks and the lies by the FBI against candidate Trump in 2016. Do you remember Swalwell standing up and concerned? I want a hearing. Uh, These leaks shouldn't be occurring against the president. You fraud, you pipsqueak. Go ahead. But the Axios story made it absolutely clear uh, that no information was ever uh, shared. But now that the Axios story makes clear, you're a first-person witness, you idiot. Want to know an easy way to save a lot of money each month? Refinance your mortgage. True, because there are some programs available with rates still in the twos, but they're not going to stay there. That means it's a good time to call American Finance and to see what you qualify for. After all, a lower rate means hundreds in monthly savings, plus tens of thousands in long-term savings. It's the kind of money you can't miss out on. So if you want to capture a rate that's still near all-time lows, call American Finance. If there's no pressure, no obligation, no upfront fees, they're the best. My family and my friends have had experiences with them, and they love them. Just a simple conversation around ways you can save up to $1,000 a month. That's right, a month. I'll play that out over a period of years. This is a company that really is in it for you. It's family-owned. They're doing whatever it takes to achieve your financial goals. So if you're ready to save, please call American Financing right now. 888-900-1828. 888-900-1828. That's 888-900-1828. Or you can apply online at AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. And we'll be right back. Mark in. This is Mark Levin wishing you a happy new year. Now back to the best of me. Now Nancy Pelosi, who is very ill, mentally unhinged, a nasty old woman, but her real name is Eva Pelosi, if you get my drift. Given her frequent references references to the Third Reich, I thought she would enjoy that. She, of course, kneecapped the effort to give COVID aid to individuals and to small businesses 
for months and months and months, and then she confessed basically a few days ago that she did it for politics. And the media still love her. They still slobber all over her. That's their, that's their Eva. Just like that's their, their Joey. That's their Swalwell. And they'll do whatever they have to to defend them. But you notice none of these people have any kind of serious character. Well, they do. Character flaws. So, Eva Pelosi's asked what she thinks about Mr. Swalwell. Isn't she concerned? Cut five. Go. Well, I don't have any concern about Mr. Swalwell. Uh, uh, There are those in the Congress who believe, and I am among them, that we should be seeing what influence the Chinese. I've been fighting them, as you know, for over 30 years in terms of their undue influence at universities in our country and the overtures they try to make to members of Congress. Yes, 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 she thinks Swalwell's terrific. Swalwell's really good. All right, before we get to the top of the hour, we're almost there, I just want to say something. The way Rush Limbaugh is being attacked, where they twist his words, where they say he's calling for secession, is such filth. It's such disgusting lies. And uh, he suffers from this all the time, where they take his words out and cherry pick it and then try to destroy his reputation. This is what they do. It never works, but they can't control themselves. The same frauds in the media. And he's pointing out the significant divide in this country. And you have to be really deaf, dumb, and blind not to see it and hear it and all the rest of it. This is done to me all the time as well. I'm no Rush Limbaugh, but this is done to me all the time as well. Is it not, Mr. Producer? Take my words, and then we even have idiot professors writing entire columns at USA Today about something I never said. It's bizarre. But I've said it here myself, and I can't listen to a lot of the hosts during the day because I have other jobs and I'm also working in, in preparing for this program, that the nation is in deep, deep trouble, a deep divide, and I get worried, very worried, because of the autocracy and totalitarianism in the Democrat ranks. I get very worried about a reaction to this. It's not because I support a violent reaction, it's because I'm worried about it. And the Democrats need to back off, but they don't seem to want to back off. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. You're listening to the best of the Mark Levin Show. Happy New Year. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Don't forget, 
I'll be on Hannity at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I hope you'll join me. I've been taking notes and writing things down about what I'm going to say, so please join me. And this is the first night of Hanukkah. And Jews all over the world are celebrating. It's not considered one of the major holidays, one of the high holidays, but it is a, it's a nice holiday. It's a fun holiday for the kids, obviously. And I want you to understand some. The President of the United States is a remarkable man in many ways. Today, the country of Morocco signed a peace agreement with Israel. The country of Morocco is a Muslim country. The country of Morocco has treated Jews quite well, actually. But that's the fourth country. That's four peace agreements under President Trump. That's more peace agreements than every other president in the history of this country since the state of Israel has existed. I I, I watch this president with great admiration, whether it's the vaccine, whether it's what he's done in the Middle East, his confrontation with China. He said he's going to build a wall on the southern border. They wouldn't give him the money, so he looks at the law. He has his lawyers look at the law, and they can do it, and they've done it. And he wants to do more. I I watch this man, and I think to myself, he just cuts through it. The vaccine. This is an unbelievable accomplishment. Middle East, where peace is breaking out everywhere. Nobody thought that was possible, ladies and gentlemen. Communist China on its heels. And he's done this with the entire culture against him. Academia. Hollywood and its ilk, professional sports and athletes, obviously the media. Did I say the media? I meant the media. The Democrat Party, which is on a kamikaze mission when it comes to Trump, they will see people in this country starve rather than pay one dime that might be attributed to the president's signature. It is, it is crazy and getting crazier. And so I just point this out, that you have these, on this first night of Hanukkah, these these incredible peace agreements that the president has brokered, and now with Morocco. Now let's look at the Democrat Party. The Democrats are backing a man in Georgia who is a preacher. He preaches at Martin Luther King Jr.'s old church. His name is Raphael Warnock. Raphael Warnock is like AOC, like Omar, like Talib, like Presley, and like the other Marxist, hard Marxist wing of the Democrat Party, but they're, he's an anti-Semite. He's a Jew hater. That doesn't mean he can't point to a few liberal Jews, maybe some reformed Jewish rabbis, that sort of thing. So he's saying they're friendly, they're... It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Back in 2015, our friends of the Federalist point out, here's what he had to say about the state of Israel. Cut 15, go. Who is this young man? 
is young Israeli children and young Palestinian children in a land of violence and bloodshed and occupation caught in the crossfire casualties of the games that powerful people play. I, I heard a very clever politician running for re-election as prime minister suddenly announced uh, no two-state solution. And some of you acted like that. You didn't understand the magnitude of what he just said. No, that, that's tantamount to saying occupation today, occupation tomorrow, occupation forever. Why? Because when you look at the demographic trends, uh, the Arabs will outnumber the Jews. And so if you don't have a Palestinian state, you cannot have a Jewish democracy. Of course, he's talking about Netanyahu there. If you don't have a Palestinian state, you cannot have a Jewish democracy. He has no idea what's going on over there. None. He has no idea of the different zones that are there in the so-called territories. He has no idea. This man, supposedly the Bible of Judea and Samaria. If you ask him anywhere in the Bible, and even for the Christians, Christians in the New Testament, where is the word, where are the Palestinians? Where are, they're not there. But it's always easy to attack the Jews because they're so few in number. And the people who attack the Jews the most and the loudest are the anti-Semites. I don't care if they're pastors, members of Congress, and the media. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So if this guy's elected to the United States Senate, he is of that wing of the Democrat Party, the anti-Semite Marxist wing of the Democrat Party in the United States Senate. That's who he is. And I watched that debate between him and Kelly Leffler. And he lied like a rug about who he is and what he is and what he believes. Lied like a rug. But here's what bothers me even more. Nancy Pelosi is campaigning for him. Joe Biden is scheduled to go to Georgia and campaign for him. Chuck Schumer is pouring tens of millions of dollars in Georgia to elect the man. Chuck Schumer, Jew. To elect the man. The Democrat Party has only one principle, ladies and gentlemen. Power. Power. You don't have a man like this in the Republican Party in Congress. You don't have a man like this that... Republicans are rallying behind to get elected to the United States Senate. Because the Republican Party is not a party of anti-Semitism. The Democrat Party is. And I don't care how many of my secular Jewish brothers and sisters vote for Democrats. A fact is a fact. A fact is a fact. And here is Kelly Leffler, an ad where she has the temerity to actually point out what this Warnock has said and what he is. Cut 16, go. I'm Kelly Leffler. I approve this message. Radical Raphael Warnock compared Israel to a racist country. We saw the government of Israel shoot down on 
Palestinian sisters and brothers like birds of prey. Warnock sided with terrorists who hate America and would destroy Israel. They have a right to self-determination. Palestinian lives matter. Hmm. And then, of course, uh, attacks the United States military. Cut 17, go. I'm Kelly Leffler. I approve this message. Raphael Warnock attacks our military. Nobody can serve God and the military. Warnock said America's human rights record is worse than China's and Iran's. He compared our ally Israel to a racist country. And when Israel defended itself against Palestinian terrorists, what did Warnock say? Palestinian lives God. Radical Raphael Warnock, dangerous for America. Can you imagine this guy in the United States Senate? Mark, you're just opposed to him because he's a minority. That's sick. Sick. We supported our our friend who was running for the Senate in Michigan. He was an African-American and is an African-American. And you know, I've said for years now, haven't I, Mr. Producer, in America, that Zudi Jasser, who's Faith is Islam. Would have been a magnificent United States senator if the dummy governor of Arizona had appointed him rather than appointing McSally. And the story behind that is Mitch McConnell wanted McSally appointed. And he was wrong. I have nothing personal against McSally other than she's turned off too many conservatives in that state. And we backed her because we wanted to win. We didn't want our Constitution destroyed as Chuck Schumer and the Democrats promise us. But could you imagine if that governor had appointed the first Muslim American to the United States Senate who is a conservative, who loves this country? The cultural effect that would have, including in the Muslim community, because there's a lot of Muslims who are patriotic. And give those Muslims a voice, rather than care in the... the, uh, Muslim Brotherhood types that the left embraces. But he was too stupid. He didn't do it. The governor of Arizona. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, And I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S.
You're listening to the best of the Mark Levin Show. Happy New Year. Let's take a call, shall we? Ron, Salem, Oregon, the great KSLM. Go. Hey, Mark. Uh, happy Hanukkah. Thank and you, I'm going to address something real quick for you, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, I talked to you last year. I'm I remember you, Ron. That's active. Yes, yes brother. Sir. You like my true brother of truth and constitutional mindset. Thank I'm going to hit it right now. Mr. Warnock, to be in the church that Reverend King in is, a, is a, in my opinion, a soil to the basically uh, dishonoring the church. Yeah. I'm a veteran. I was raised by my father who grew up in Alabama, was a Tuskegee Airman. He says, Oh, well, your dad was a Tuskegee Airman? By... Yes, he was. Reverend wow. Lamar Lindsay. Wonderful. Yes, he was. He and my foster mom. I told Miss G. She just passed away this year. She would have been a hundred this year, Mister Levin. That's. I'm sorry, but that's amazing too. The good Lord blessed me as a foster child. I have two good foster parents. I met some not true. My first foster father, and they didn't care about color. They they care about character. Faith, yeah. honor, yeah. respect, work ethics, serve your country, be respectful. But to hear Mr. Warnock down there in Georgia being in Ebenezer Baptist Church, that the same church that Reverend King used to be in, is dishonorable, discourteous, and the vow that comes out of his mouth towards Israel, to the people, the way he worships the Palestinians. There ain't no Palestinians in my map, at least that's the way I was taught over the last 40 years, 50 years. There's, you know, we, well, what do you think of it? He, he could become a United States senator if the people of Georgia don't, don't straighten out here. I'm telling everybody down there, I'm a black redneck. I like the team rope. I like to work the head gate from some of the top ropers in the country up in the Northwest. You know, I'm up here with Jezebel Crow is. She wants to segregate money when all business need help. But getting back to Mr. Warnick, she needs we, my Georgian friends out there in Atlanta and all parts of it. Sandy Springs and other areas that I know ropers and friends down there do not vote for Mr. Warnock. Warnock is dishonorable. He will lead us down the marches. Well, God bless you. Hey, Matt, Ron, you, you make sure you call again and Merry Christmas to you, my friend. You, you are the best. And thank you. He's a great guy. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. This is the best of the Mark Levin Show. Happy New Year. Mark Levin, radio's principal patriot. 
Call in now at 877-381-3811. See how the media and the bureaucracy work together? Here's the Secretary of State, Pompeo. I happen to think he is one of the greatest secretaries of state, period, ever, ever. And so the bureaucracy tries to take him out by attacking his family. And here we have in the Hill newspaper, state watchdog finds Susan Pompeo traveled without proper certification. So here we have the Bidens making millions and millions of dollars off foreign governments and foreign corporations, right? Here we have the Clintons cutting deals for their library, giving away our nuclear materials and Here she is, burning up uh, emails and all the rest of it. But no, 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 no. It's Susan Pompeo who's the problem. This is is the way it works, because the bureaucracy is owned by the Democrat Party. They're one and the same thing. They're one and the same thing. Let me try and pull up the, uh, the phone log here, because we are loaded. Tom Catskill, New York, the great WABC. Go! Uh, it's a great honor to talk to you, and happy Hanukkah. Thank you, and same to you. And uh, I'd like to say one thing about Biden. I realize the Democrats need him in office to start writing pardons. And I believe that the media, the news media, is writing a script for the future. They're scripting the future. That's what I think they're doing. What's the script in the future? Well, now that you know Hunt is coming up, and all that stuff is Biden. They want to get Biden out of office. I want this a tongue in cheek. Can uh, Trump plan a coup on himself and then stay in office? No. <laughs> no. But uh, you have a good day. I, I all right, my friend. You, you too, as well. Well, now, Greg, Detroit, Michigan, XM Satellite. How are you, Greg? Hi, Mark. I'm, I'm doing great. I, I have a question for you, but I also called to thank you for all educating all of us, your audience, uh, specifically regarding the Constitution, especially Article 5, Convention of States. Thank you. Last I heard there are around 15 state legislators or so that That's will right. be agreeable to that. Hopefully, yep. hopefully, not too far distant future, we'll get to that number 34. I agree. Mike, my, my question. Yeah. My, my question to you is regarding the state of Georgia. Uh, we know that they use Dominion voting machines for the presidential election last month. And what do you suppose are going to use the same machines for the Senate runoff? My, my, my concern is the signatures, that you have an unconstitutional change because the Secretary of State unconstitutionally entered into a consent decree with Stacey Abrams which weakened the signature requirement. That, to me, is the bigger deal. I mean, the president, what is he, 9,000, 10,000 votes behind? He's not really behind anything. Uh, I think he won Georgia big. Um, The case they brought in Georgia is a serious case. They have well over 100,000 examples of people who voted, who were dead, who were too young to vote, who didn't live at the address, who got multiple ballots, or who had moved out of state. Now, that seems to me to be very compelling. But then again, I'm not a judge. All right, my friend, thank you for your call. And I want to talk about this briefly, the Supreme Court in the Texas lawsuit. The, the Supreme Court has created a political disaster for itself. 
because too many of the justices went along with John Roberts early on about six weeks ago or so. Uh, because John Roberts thinks he's a political genius or some kind of genius. He's actually uh, a buffoon. He's a fool. I know who he is. I know what he used to do before he was a judge. And he, he wants you to think that he walks on water. He wants you to think that he's purely looking at the law, but he's not. John Roberts of the Obamacare decision, which was, he was Houdini. He turned the whole thing into a, uh, into a joke. He's done this on multiple occasions. And so when you have a state that violates Article 2, that is, that prevents the legislature from setting the law by which elections are held, including the selection of electors to the Electoral College, the court needs to put an end to that quickly. Because that kind of poison can spread from one state to another. And in the state where it does occur, that gives uh, a win to the back of the lawless public officials, whether they're governors or state secret- secretaries of state, state supreme courts, or even legislatures. When legislatures violate their own constitution, that's a poison. Plenary power is not unlawful power. So this court had really two opportunities, starting with Pennsylvania and ending with Pennsylvania, to ensure that the Constitution was followed, to keep everything within a nice tight box. And within that box, uh, legislatures can pretty much do what they'd like, as long as they don't do things that are unconstitutional. But he came up with a cockamamie argument about federalism, and that case is still sitting at the Supreme Court. They never decided it. Then you have another case coming out of Pennsylvania, which is a clear-cut case. It's too bad the judge sitting on the Commonwealth Court isn't on the Supreme Court as Chief Justice because she has a much higher IQ than John Roberts, and she actually has integrity. And I'd argue she's, uh, she's wiser than all the justices on the court at this point. She said, yes, the state constitution appears to have been violated. I'm going to put in this, uh, this injunction... Uh, no more certification of electors until we uh, we have a hearing on this. And she was uh, obstructed by the higher court in Pennsylvania, which is filled with radical leftists, just as the Florida court was 20 years ago. And they reached down and grabbed the case at the behest of the crazy-ass attorney general there, who was also on the ballot. And they came up with another cockamamie argument, latches. So we're not going to hear this case on the merits, latches. Well, without boring the hell out of you, latches had nothing to do with this. Pennsylvania has an odd history on latches. Sometimes it's followed, sometimes it's not. But this was a constitutional argument. There was no latches issue. The vote had taken place. Those who felt they were harmed by the election laws as a result of the vote brought their case timely to the court. Uh, And if they hadn't waited for the election, they would have been blocked out by this court on standing, and they knew it. They take the case as an emergency appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court for injunctive relief, and I don't understand what the hell Sam Alito was doing. First they take it, and then they want a briefing, and then they change the date for the briefing, and it's as if they don't know what the hell's going on up there. And then in the end, he issues an 18-word order 
which basically says nothing. The American people have no idea what they're doing. The petitioners have no idea what they did. But I know what they did. They enshrined the lawlessness that took place in Pennsylvania, and so now there'll be more lawlessness in the elections ahead. And now we have states suing states. And the court has unleashed all of this. They're not the only ones. You have state Supreme Courts to Wisconsin. They have a very serious case that came up to the Supreme Court. The court ruled four to three that they had to start all over and go from the lowest court to the next court to the next court, despite the fact that they're timing issues. But the state Supreme Court didn't care. And that's Wisconsin. In Georgia, they have a very powerful case. And in addition, the Secretary of State... You know, I read these articles in the Russia conspiracy pro-Hunter Biden media, which says the president is trying to have the election results overturned in Georgia. That's not the headline. The headline is the Secretary of State violated the Constitution, weakened signature requirements. You see, the Democrats and the media don't care about fraud, particularly if it's institutionalized, so it has the patina of official action on it. They love it because it means Democrats can only win. The system's fixed. Democrats can only win. In the state of Pennsylvania, for president of the United States, if that system isn't fixed, a Republican will not win electors in the state of Pennsylvania. It's that simple. Georgia's turning blue because of what they've done in Georgia. It's that simple. Wisconsin is turning blue. Because of what they've done to the election laws in Wisconsin. It's that simple. So you have people who wash their hands. Well, that's a political question. That's a political issue. So if interpreting state and federal constitutions are political issues, then what the hell do we need these courts for? And the biggest issues of all. And moreover, if the law means nothing, then as far as I'm concerned, court rulings mean nothing. So you're seeing now, just as we're entering into a period of, uh, of, of media destruction, we're ending into a period of court destruction. The Supreme Court, by the time this is all over, will not have the respect that it had before because it doesn't have the integrity to do the right thing. In the case, the, the, the Marquis case was the Pennsylvania case. And so their political gamesmanship, and just because nine of them support the same position, that's not going to work. It doesn't matter. And if they think they're defending themselves against a potential Democrat Senate that would change the court, they better think again, because that's the intention of the Senate regardless. Remember about a year ago, Chuck Schumer threatened Supreme Court justices? What happened to Chuck Schumer as a result of that? Absolutely nothing. So they threaten justices, and apparently it works. Apparently it works. Maybe Republicans should start threatening Supreme Court justices. Anyway, it's pretty disgusting. We all caught up, Mr. Producer? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. 
More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. This is Mark Levin wishing you a happy new year. Now back to the best of me. Let's see, I'm attacked again in the Washington Compost. Who is it? It's by this low IQ guy again, Aaron Blake. When the history of President Trump's failing effort to overturn the 2020 election results is written, there will be many bogus claims to chew on. This is Aaron Blake, by the way, for those of you who don't know who he is, which is all of us. But more than any other, one is emerging as the epitome of bad faith, poor research, and our inability to rid our political discourse of patent falsehood. You know, this is an amazing thing. Coming from a newspaper that pushed the Russia collusion lie, day after day, article after article, opinion piece after opinion piece. An utterly crap newspaper. From a newspaper that covered up the Hunter Biden scandal, the James Biden scandal and the Joe Biden scandal, that is, the Manchurian candidate and the Biden crime family, wanted nothing to do with it and did nothing with it. And this newspaper is lecturing us. Isn't it disgusting? You have no reason to believe a damn thing that comes out of the Washington Post or the New York Times or any of these newsrooms or news outlets. You have no reason whatsoever to even give a damn what they have to say. But they write these pieces because they think that people aren't going to fire back. Aaron Blake is a fraud. He's a hack. He's a liberal. He's a Democrat. He never spoke out or wrote out against the Russia collusion lies. Not once. He was never concerned about a a government gone rogue with the FBI and the intelligence agencies. Not once. Not once. He doesn't write an article about Swalwell or, or any of that sort of thing that's going on. No, 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 no. Because he doesn't care. He's like the other losers, whether they dress up as journalists or politicians or professors. He's a fool. And he writes for a newspaper that is a disgrace. But Mark, you know what broke Watergate? It didn't break Watergate. You had the deputy director of the FBI feeding every line to Woodward and Bernstein. Those two morons. Bernstein can't even reach his desk anymore. He's bloated up to a balloon. Woodward, he's obsessed with Trump. Talks like the late, great Catherine Hepburn. These aren't reporters. These These are frauds. Aaron Blake wants to work for the Washington Post, so he he has to kick in the line, just like the people who work for CNN. comes from the top. you got to get these guys. Get them, get them, get them, get them. 
What about Hunter Biden? We're not going down that rabbit hole. No way. That's a Fox thing. That's a talk radio. We're not going to do that. And what, harm our candidate, Biden? Aaron, you're welcome to call anytime. I'll never invite you as a guest. Why waste our time? But you're welcome to call in like anybody else, Aaron. We can debate every one of these states. No, I don't back every one of the lawsuits. And no, I don't back everything that's been said about every lawsuit. But here, we talk about the lawsuits that make a hell of a lot of sense. By the way, didn't the Washington Post settle with Lynn Wood, as I recall? I think they did. Ladies and gentlemen, I will see you in 30 minutes, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Hannity. And I want to salute all you heroes out there. Thank you. And I mean all of you, all you Levinites. See you in 30 minutes and see you tomorrow. God bless. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. 